You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Special post-game edition after the Rams game 36-19. The Browns lose. It's brought to you locally by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Daryl, give me your instant feedback on this game. Joe Flacco can throw. Um, that we learned, uh, but this team can't do much of anything right now. Um, the defense was uh, awful at best. Uh, Matthew Stafford pretty much had his way all afternoon. Um you know, losing Amari Cooper was uh, pretty significant. Um, he's got a concussion, and um, they're in trouble. They really are in trouble because, like, um, yeah, they, I, I just I, I feel like they're in really big trouble right now, Andy. Yeah, I don't. Um, and I just think that they're going to have trouble again next week against Jacksonville. They're a 60% team of make chance of making the playoffs. Now, are they in big trouble about winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, probably. I'll buy that. But I still think that they're in a good spot to make the playoffs. You got Chicago, uh, you've got the Jets and the Bengals still on the schedule. So um I, I still think the playoffs are a real thing for this team. I think they finally found a guy that can throw the ball down the field. I think that they actually have a halfway decent quarterback right now. And, you know, if he doesn't turn it over, and I, I don't know, maybe he might be tired after this game and he might run out of gas, and maybe he was on adrenaline for his first game, if that's what you want to wait, you want to look at it. Okay. I think Flacco played. Okay. I think he gave us some hope, more hope from the quarterback spot than we've seen. I, I'm more hope than DTR, more hope than uh, PJ Walker. And I'll be honest with you a little bit more hope than Deshaun Watson's given us this season too. So I think the quarterback spots there, I thought the offensive line played well until the end of the game when they gave up two sacks. And uh, I'm not giving up on this team right now. That's a long trip out West. 
They have a very, they have a couple of winnable games down the stretch. Let's see if they can put this thing together. I don't think Miles Garrett is anywhere near healthy. That's another issue. There, there are issues there, but I still don't. I haven't lost faith in this team. I think they can make the playoffs. Um, I think they're in big trouble because of tiebreakers. Like they, they need like right now as we have this conversation, the NFL, and this is straight from the NFL. I got people texting right. me, "Oh, they're the sixth seed." No, they're not. According to the NFL, Steelers, Colts, Browns, all at seven and five have the Browns as the seven seed Pittsburgh is five Indianapolis at six. That's that's from the NFL. That's not me. Right. So I'm going to go by what the league is saying. Um, so that being said, that means um, that they're losing tiebreakers right now, Andy. So looking at the schedule. Yeah, but today I, was not I, a horrible tiebreaker game hey, because hey, it was an hey, NFC hey, game against the, uh, against the Rams. Come out. Let me finish. Go. Yeah. Finish. Well, you cut me off. That's why I didn't finish. So finish by tiebreakers, they're in trouble. Jacksonville's probably a loss next week. That's an AFC game. That right. means that they have to win the final three. The Chicago game doesn't even matter. They have to win the final three games. They have to beat Houston, the Jets, and the Bengals because they're uh, those are AFC games. This this is setting up to be 2007 all over again where the Browns are looking at a 10-win season, assuming that they can do enough to actually win three more games this year. And I have serious reservations that that's even a possibility at this point. But uh, let's just assume that it is. They are in trouble of not winning the right 10 games on the schedule. That's that's my concern, right? Because Houston's going to be a, a, a dogfight uh, there. So let's say they lose to the Texans, but they beat the Bears. This goes back to 2007. They beat the 49ers, but lost to the Bengals. So um, I, I'm concerned about the tiebreaker situations right now. Uh, and 10 wins uh, might not get the Browns in the playoffs because all of a sudden this AFC picture is extremely crowded. The Texans are seven and five. And on the outside looking in, Denver is now six and six, who has the head to head over the Browns. And then Buffalo is also uh, six and six. So I'll give you the percentage game if you want to play it. If the Browns win their last three, this is according to the New York Times. If the Browns win their last, they could lose Jags and Bears. They could lose both those games. According to the New York Times, the Browns sit at a 97% chance to make the playoffs. If they win the last three games, Texans, Jets, and Bengals, they'll all throw the Bears in there. Say they win their last four, they're 99%. Um, I mean, and that's with them losing to the Jags next week. So if they win their, if they would win their last four games, but then again, you're asking for a four game winning streak from a team that traditionally can't do that. But you're right. right. If they start losing games to the AFC teams, and I'll just, let's just say, I'll throw the Texans in there. Things get real weird if they lose to the Jaguars, beat the Bears, lose at the Texans, and then beat the Jets and Bengals. That's an 83% chance. And that takes you back to the scenario you were saying. But they still have destiny in their own hands if they want it. It's yeah, up to them. The, the problem is, is you can't have fourth quarter meltdowns like they had uh, Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles. You had penalties. You had an interception. Uh, you had a missed PAT. Uh, a safety was thrown in there just to kind of ice the cake, even though the game was over at that point. But, I, I mean, that, that, was, uh, that was quite the meltdown. And, hey, Joe Flacco. Big part of the Browns' last two fourth quarter meltdowns, he helped completely. Yeah, I'm not ripping Joe Flacco today. I mean, I hear you what you're saying. I'm not ripping him. I mean, the guy's been here for a week. 
I'm just having some fun with the situation and how really messed up it is. He helped the Browns achieve the first meltdown as a member of the Jets. And then today he participated in another. I'm not blaming Joe Flacco. I'm just having some fun with the fact that the last two times the Browns have bleeped the bed in the fourth quarter, he was on the field. Once is the opposition. And then uh, Sunday afternoon, he was the, the Browns quarterback. He threw the ball too much, though. I'm sorry. Well, it's the same thing we've seen the last couple of weeks. They throw over 40, 40 every time. He's the, they need what? to run the ball a little more. I, I, Here's my instant I, takeaway. Joe Flacco is the perfect Paul D. Bedesta, Kevin Stefanski quarterback. That might be true. I'll give you that. I just don't. <laughs> He'll just throw it 50 times a game. So the whole notion, Daryl, the whole notion of, of uh, you know, passing the ball to set up the run. And I looked at Jamal White in the fourth quarter and I'm like, Dude, I, I go, is this what this is? Is this yeah. using the pass to set up the run late in the game? And then when they did set up the run, they put Joe in a in a crappy spot where he did end up throwing the interception. I just – I don't get it. I got to tell you, I'm super irked about that five-yard penalty late in the game. That was uh-huh. garbage. And I give Kevin credit. I, I There was a part of me that wanted Kevin to go out there during the postgame press conference and just obliterate the officials for that. That call was garbage at that point in the game. Just complete garbage. And Kevin came back and said, well, look, it's because of what's going on with Philadelphia and blah, blah, blah. But we don't teach our guys to do that. You know what? I wish Kevin would have taken the fine. I think Browns fans would appreciate him if he did it. You know what? Go out there and say the refs sucked. That was a horse crap call. Yeah, it was. Now, I mean, the Browns have been benefactors of bad calls all season. Go back. You can chalk up the whole Indianapolis win to the referees. So I'll look at that that way. But I mean, just one time I want Kevin to go out there and take a fine. Just take a fine so the fans know you're pissed. I get it. I understand it. But they want to see that Kevin's got a heart. I think that's part of the problem, too. Never going to happen. But the play you referenced in came with 237 remaining. It was uh, uh, a third in inches. And then they call that uh, at the own 35, moves back to the 30 to make it third and six. And then Flacco couldn't complete passes uh, on third and fourth down. The biggest problem that I have, Andy, is his decision to go for it with two and a half minutes to play, fourth and uh, five and a half or whatever, right? right. Uh, instead of rely, instead of punting in that situation with three timeouts and the two minute warning in your pocket, right? So that's Basically, four. that's four timeouts at your disposal there, right? So you right. could have gotten the ball back with two minutes to go, assuming your defense could do their job and get that quick three and out and. That's one area where the Browns defense excels this season is getting three and outs. They lead the NFL in that. But what happened to trusting your defense? How much do you th- let me ask you this? How much do you think that Matthew Stafford throwing for 279 yards, completing uh, you know, nearly 70% of his passes again, played into Kevin Stefanski going full emotional desperation? in that situation and going for it there on fourth. Cause I think that's where it, and I, I agree with you. The Ethan Posick flag was complete BS. It was garbage. It, 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 it totally screwed the Browns. Right. And right. changed the dynamic of that situation. That said, Kevin ended the game when he went for it on fourth and five and, and uh, you know, the pass to David Njoku got broken up. Uh, and that gave the Rams the football at their own 30. And what do they do quickly, quickly 30 yards, boom, touchdown that that's your game set match right there. I, I don't disagree, dear. I kind of wish he would have 
when it went back to third and six, he probably should have punted with four. But I, maybe he's worried. There are two things that I, 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 I'm trying to think at this. First of all, you didn't have Denzel Ward. Your secondary is getting torched left and right today. I mean, and it, it, since game 10, you know, they're giving up more yards per carry, too, on the ground. And yeah. then they're also – there are big plays they're not making from the secondary that they would be maybe if Denzel was out there. Right. The other thing is, Daryl, I think he got he got nervous and they started chasing the point. That's what it was right there. They chased the one stupid point. Yeah. And when he missed the extra point, I think it kind of ran down their legs. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and look, let's let's Dustin Hopkins has been very reliable this season. I mean, he has exceeded my expectations and then some, but that critical missed PAT that would have tied the game at 20 instead it kept the Rams in front at 20 to 19. That was a, a, a pretty big deal at that point. But even then, Andy, I was saying in my head, they're fine. A field goal, you know, the defense is going to do what they do in the typically do in the fourth quarter, going to shut right. them down. Browns at least are going to get a field goal drive. They're leaving there 22-20, right? right? I did not have the Joe Flacco uh, punt, by the way. Uh, how about John Johnson the third? Remember him? Coming oh, up that's all I can think of. Here we go. Former Brown comes to it's like watching yeah. the Indians throughout <laughs> yeah. your old life. Well, how many ex Indians have torched the franchise? Yeah, how often does that happen? And and, and by the way, JJ3 counts for like nearly nine million on the salary cap next year for the Browns, too. So, wait, you're saying you're saying we paid ourselves to get beat today? Is that yes, right. yes. Yeah. Yes. And you paid yourself next year to get beat today too. But uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, just that whole fourth quarter, Andy was just a complete meltdown. And that's why I, I think, I think Kevin lost confidence in the defense Sunday. I, I really do. I, without Denzel, Miles Garrett, by the way, did he even play today aside yeah. from getting his helmet t- tangled? And I'm not being critical of miles. God bless him. trying to go out there. He, but he was ineffectual for the second straight week in a row. I mean, Daryl, here, here's my question for you. What have defenses figured out against the Browns since week 10? Uh, uh, I, I don't or, know. I mean, I'm but, sorry, offenses. What have offenses yeah. found out against no, the Browns? I, I knew what you meant. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but they're attacking the middle of the defense now, both, uh, both layers, both right up front at the point of attack in the trenches, Andy, and then over the top. Uh, we saw uh, Stafford do it on the 70-yard touchdown. Um, and they're getting beat. By the way, Mike Ford Jr., woof. Real bad day for 28. Real, real bad day. Um, uh, they, they missed Denzel. So for the folks that, you know, think the Browns should get rid of Denzel Ward crowd, uh, <laughs> you're seeing why the Browns can't afford to ever get rid of Denzel Ward. No, like, I, we just got to hope Denzel can get healthy. That's Yeah, I, I mean, because it, it, it's it's – it's worth the two to four games he misses every season to have him for the, for the, re, for the balance. Right. I mean, um, but man, they are, they're missing him in the secondary and for the second straight week, they, they just completely got blown up again. And um, I, I just, I'm really concerned right now that, um, and this is part of my, you know, what I was, was thinking in my opening comments of why I'm so concerned that this season is starting to slip away mm-hmm. because this is two straight weeks where look, Joe Flacco was an upgrade from DTR. Let's, let's, let's acknowledge that. Right. And I, and honestly, right. 
even though Kevin Stefanski wouldn't answer the question after the game, Joe Flacco should start the rest of the season as long as he's healthy. Like, don't need to see DTR. Don't need to see PJ Walker for the rest of the year. Okay. And let's, you know, light church candles that that actually happens. Um, because Joe Flacco can at least throw the football. Like, he can at least throw the ball. Um, that all being said, though, it's not good enough. They're beat up. They lost Amari Cooper today. And he's, uh, I guess, got a concussion, according to Kevin Stefanski, uh, or is in concussion protocol. Um, so uh, Elijah Moore, 12 targets, four catches. Now, granted, uh, he had a couple of real nice catches, including the butt cheek catch on the sideline yeah. that you know, got upheld, right? Yeah, uh, what two, was up with the ref, man? Two cheeks, was, equal, you know what? One cheek equals two feet, Andy. Come on. Yeah, but you know what was kind of hor- another horse crap call was the one where, first of all, because we were looking at it, like I'm not sure why the Browns challenged the play. That, what they probably should have challenged was the fumble play where forward where they said forward progress was stopped, and that was a fu- that looked like a fumble. If they would have challenged that play, yeah. they may have had a first down. But I I'm trying, but that if that was blown dead, I don't think you can challenge it. Well, they had said forward if, progress had stopped. Right. If the play is blown dead, okay, you can't challenge. That's that's not you can't challenge that. That that's the that is the question though. I'll was buy that. that but the ref, you know, came back. It was all snarky. It was like it was clearly a catch. Yeah, I'm wow. like, you know what? Just shut up and call the game. <laughs> you know, it's I bad mean, enough. I'm trying to sit here and defend referees left and right, but I mean, you're smoking them today. Um, you know, give Sean McVay credit. Clearly, it was a catch. Had a great catch on the sideline, and he saw that Najoku touched two blades of artificial white, uh, painted white turf there, and got a big play by Najoku overturned. That was, I, I think, another moment in that game that kind of turned the the tide or helped keep the tide turned in the Rams' favor. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it is. Um, I, I think that. It's frustrating in the sense that, Andy, this is two straight games now that the Browns have lost, that they had a chance to win, despite all the stuff that they messed up in the game. And they just, they're they're not doing uh, enough to, to win these games down the stretch and things that really worked in their favor early in the season, especially defensively, are not working now. And the defense is starting to show its wear and tear. Um and that's that's why I just I'm my confidence is waning in their ability to win to to make it to the playoffs. Like it, these games, these last two games have been a painful struggle to watch. Right? They were right. a painful struggle for the Browns to play, and they came up short. And you know, I don't think that they're going to beat the Jacksonvilles of the world. I think I don't think that they're going to be good enough to beat the Houston's of the world. And that's what's going to keep them out of the playoffs. And, I, and that, that is why now my confidence is really, really shaken because the things that they did well early in the season, right? The things that they could lean on early in the season combined with the injuries that are piling up and the fact that Miles Garrett has been the invisible man the last two weeks playing with one arm, okay? Denzel Ward is has been out. Amari Cooper is now banged up, and and you know we don't know about his availability now. Uh, Marquise Goodwin's been out a couple of weeks now with a concussion. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah. And and uh, let's let's not forget, Cooper played with the rib injury because originally, I think a lot of people thought it was a rib injury. He he got hit in the ribs or you know on that drop, that third down drop, 
uh, I think I, I forget who it was one of the the, the folks that, co- that was out in LA uh, covering the Browns, you know, uh, posted on X, you know, up oh, that uh, Joe Flacco hit Amari Cooper in the wrong spot, hit him right in the ribs with the football um, because of the the pain right, right on that right side. So um, I, I'll start feeling better about this if Miles Garrett gets healthier and shows signs of life again. And if Amari Cooper is healthy again, if Denzel Ward comes back next week and is healthy, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I just, I I think that we're at a point now where they have taken all of these blows with these injuries. And they are now at a point where so many key pieces are hurt that they can't overcome it. And that's what had, that is why my confidence right now is so shaken with such a very tight playoff race, they very well may scratch out three wins down the stretch. But I'm telling you, Andy, it better be against three AFC teams because an NFC win, while it might help the overall win total, it, 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 it's not going to help the tiebreakers. And that's, that's where the Browns are coming up short. Cause again, as we talk, the NFL lists them as the number seven seed. They beat the Colts. And they have the same records, and it's, it's a three-way tie. So the the tie-breaking scenarios are a little different in a three-way tie. Yeah, I just don't want to be on the outside looking in. You're right. Actually, All right, Darryl, it's a I four-way think, uh, tie. I'm wrong. It was a it's a four-way tie because yeah. uh, on on the outside looking in uh, at seven and five are uh, those Houston Texans. So I, I'm actually it is a four-way tie, which again that changes those tie-breaking scenarios. Amen, brother. All right, for Meredith Kane, uh, thanks for listening today. We appreciate you. Uh, it has been the post-game report. Uh, the Browns fall to the Rams 36-19. They may have a quarterback, but they may have other issues that are going on, and we'll talk about those throughout the week. It is always game day in Cleveland.